Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Excuse me, is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too. Pompous. Duck up. Snot nose. Houston, we have a problem. How are we? Very well. You know what, I've been reflecting this week ever so briefly on your uh, intense desire to become a Nubian princess. Oh, have you? I have. And I think that when you've finally achieved that, you should be called Princess Consuela Banana Hammock in in deference to one of my favorite uh, friends' episodes. That's right. That was when Phoebe changed her name when she got married, right? Because she could change it to anything. That's what she wanted. And there's a fantastic series of outtakes that go with that same episode which uh, have, have bad words in them, but uh, very, very funny. Anyway, how has your week been? Just, just fine. I spent my Saturday working. So I have a job where I'm responsible for facilities, among other things. So I had a team of laborers at yep. doing my bidding on Saturday. <laughs> Six men on ladders. She makes it mandatory that they're only wearing overalls. <laughs> or chaps. Oh, chaps. chaps. Chaps are fine. <laughs> where are you going to find chaps on a Saturday? just ridiculous. Chelsea? Chelsea. Oh, you're probably right. Walking down any other street. <laughs> Actually, Hell's Kitchen. I'm sure you can get a hold of Chaps in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, you might be right. Just walk a few blocks west. Yeah, so I had a team of laborers, which meant that I had to get up at 5 o'clock on a Saturday. So I've not quite recovered. So if I am a little less articulate and thick, thick-headed than usual, I'm going to blame it really squarely on that. Fair enough. And I have That's been, my story. I'm sticking to it. I have been sick for the last week. Uh, so Cry baby. Uh, I would imagine that I'll be as thick-headed as usual. Nice. So this is going to be a good one, people. Buckle up. <laughs> Welcome to the phlegm episode. <laughs> <coughs> See, there it is. First one. Tim is a year older. Happy birthday, yeah, Tim. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, hence the birthday. Uh, yes. Um, you know, what's to say about that? You know, it is another year. Uh, so... What have you been doing? Have you had any time to see anything since we last spoke? I caught up with a few episodes of Vegas, which is not bad. Um, so I'm enjoying the sort of mafia mafia storyline. And the actor who plays, I'm so sad, this is a probably a witness to what a good character was. Mike Ehrmantraut on Breaking Bad, rest in peace Mike, Yes, is on Vegas, which <laughs> made me so excited. I came running from the other room. Like, That's Mike. He plays sort of a, a high-up mafioso type who... Um, is on the East Coast, but comes to the West Coast to check out Vegas and, and monitor Michael Chiklis's progress. Yes. Uh, so this is the um, Dennis Quaid, Michael Chiklis show. And it's got um, Nick Pelleggi, who was involved, I think, in a lot of mafia, mafia movies, I think Casino, things like that, who was involved in it. So you've got kind of a good pedigree in the show. We talked about it in our previews. And it's decent. I don't know how well it's doing rating-wise. Do you? It's been uh, mediocre, I think, okay. is the... Um, no, I mean, it hasn't had a lot of run, right? But uh, yeah. but it's been doing so-so right now. Because it really is a straight-down-the-middle CVS cop show. It yep. just happens to be set, cop, cops and robbers show, but just happens to be set in the 60s. Yep. So I think it's got a potential. It's got a good cast. Uh, I think the pieces are there. It's just, you know, they're taking time to build their story, which hopefully the network will allow them enough time to do so, and it'll find its feet. So it's not a bad show. It's not great. It's probably more for parents generation or people like myself and you know the Todd family like a procedural procedural. so I wouldn't think the Hickson girls would be that into it it's an you know an older demo kind of show yeah no you're probably right the um uh, we've been catching up with Nashville speaking of things that are sitting more squarely in our demographic 
Real life uh, Bratz doll, Hayden Panettiere. You can say whatever you like about her. She's not completely unfortunate looking. I'm just saying. I know you think she's got a giant bobblehead. Yeah. I just think you're a little bitter. That's all I'm saying. It's like her her neck starts at her torso. I just I, something is not to scale. <laughs> I can't work it out. I'm not. I'm you know. But proportionally, something's not right. But Maybe it's an it's interesting show. I think it's got um, Mrs. Coach on it, which is very happy. Yeah. Happy I, I news. Mean, I, I think Taylor. it's got some some room to grow. I think they have uh, which something which is built sort of almost squarely around stereotypes. They've they've struck out pretty early on. Is it Country Strong, the movie, though? I mean, the show. Uh, look, it is a little bit, but one of the things I think they've tried to do is not make anybody, not make one character the, the definitively good person who's being raped and pillaged by the young girl who's just, you know, super talented yeah. and just making her sway. Everybody has got things going on in their world, which, you know, is an attempt to give everybody some dimension outside of just this kind of cardboard right. cutout. But thing. isn't Nuance a no-no on network? <laughs> Look, it is. Excuse my alliteration. But but having said that, I think there's enough kind of overriding drama in there to make it probably hold fast. So it'll be interesting to see. I know How's that it Na- doing? It's been doing all right. I know that Nashville, the city, is praying and hoping that it will do well because it's already added a lot of um, sort of cachet to the city a little bit and as well as income into the city. And their hope, obviously, is that it will go to a... Uh, another season, you know, to a full season first of all, and then to another season after that. So they're uh, sort of definitely rooting for it. So um, pretty good performances by everybody all around, I think. It's on the DVR. It's on the watch list. You know, I, just I mean, I, it there look, yet. is it going to change your life? No. Is it setting the world on fire? No. But I think it's reasonably solid at this point, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves over the next little while. Does anyone say, "Hold on, hold on, baby, Mama, got to go sing a song" or anything like that? I don't recall that being said. Well, that's a shame. That is a shame. I shall send them a note. <laughs> that's a good note. We should pass that on. There's uh, something like that in Coal Miner's Daughter. Yep. Uh, that I love. A line like that where Sissy's basically, Mom will go and go sing a song or something like that. And I feel like, I've been missing that. It should be in back. every show. It should be in every show, especially a show like that. What about Elementary? I have been watching Elementary. Uh, not avidly, but I, have, I? but I have been catching it. I think it is highly digestible television. I would not I call concur. it spectacular and or exceptional in any you know in any way, shape, or form. But it's certainly not a waste of an hour, and not an hour yeah. where you come out at the end of wishing you had decided to uh, you know plunge your toilet instead. <laughs> um, so, um, which, is it an either or? Couldn't you just want do both? I think you could. Well, it depends on your line of sight. From, from your toilet to the television. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose you could you know, rack up your iPad on the top of the system right. or then... something. But knowing my luck, that <laughs> two plunges yeah. in, the whole in iPad, that iPad. sucker would be going in, even though it's physically impossible for a screen that large to fit into the uh, into the loo. I'm sure that would happen. Yeah, you'd um, find a way. We have a special gift for those things. My uh, middle daughter managed to take her iPhone for a swim this last week, nice. so that's great. Uh, you have that otter box. Cover? Uh, uh, no. I don't even like to say the name of that. It just feels wrong. It's dirty. It'd be right. <laughs> it's dirty. Uh, so <laughs> what else? Anything else you've been catching up with? Well, let oh, me just sorry. say my axe to yep. grind with elementary. Yep. So I, I'm fine with it. I was, you know, I was still, I am still a bigger fan, of course, as I would say, of the Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman combo on uh, in BBC's. Sherlock. But here's my problem is that I don't feel like the cases are Sherlock cases. They're not hard enough. So, you know, case in point, first one, yep. uh, the husband killed his wife. 
Yep. Right? It takes them an hour to get there, of course, but pretty much at the beginning, like, I bet that guy did it. And that, to me, is disappointing, right? The thing about the Sherlock cases is it makes, well, first of all, it makes the detectives all look like utter morons if they can't figure that stuff out, right? Yep. Uh, so that's the kind of thing. I feel like they're going to need to write a tighter story. I mean, they probably won't, right? People will still watch it, and I, you know, I'm wrong in terms of what the, you know, the mask... Do you think that's an intentional thing in terms of, you know, that, well... It's, 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 it's one of It's one of two things. Either they're just not smart enough to write something more complex, or they don't feel like the audience is capable of absorbing it right now and wanting to stay tuned to it. Do you have a sense of where it lies? Either one I find disappointing. So, yeah. you know, what's the lesser of two evils that maybe they're trying to build an audience and then they'll kind of bring the pain a little bit. Yeah. We can hope for that. Yeah. I don't know that that's the case because I think if, if they're on with a winner, why change it? Yeah, once you start people eating cake, it's very hard to get them to go back and eat vegetables afterwards, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So that said, I will keep watching it. Uh, I was very excited, which I will probably talk about every episode, that Key and Peele is back. Yes. And it's, I'm loving it in season two as well. So I put some clips on our uh, Facebook page. Yes, and I did. will probably try to put more and at the risk of being super tiresome. 30 Rock is back. And the first episode was as good as ever. Just yeah. as many jokes per minute. Really, really excellent. Final so season, right? Final season. Final season, yeah. Uh, I caught up with the newsroom, finally, that I got HBO. And yep. it was not his best, I don't think, but still good, mm -hmm. right? Not his best is still better than most for that kind of thing. He's a very specific thing. Yep. Uh, you know, all the all the talking, 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 walking, talking. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I know you caught up with that as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed the newsroom. I agree. It's no West Wing. Right. Uh, which is, you know, probably my favorite of his series. Um, but at the same time... It's still better than a lot of television that's on on right now. And, you know, from my perspective, I enjoy the dialogue and that kind of mm -hmm. thing that goes on. Um, and I enjoy the particularly demeaning way he writes women. That's not true. He doesn't really. <laughs> I know that. But people he get, does a bit. People that whole reply, all thing in the text. I was. Uh, I understand why the press went bananas over some of that because it really was. You know, you're supposed to be an incredibly bright woman who's been in the actual literal trenches and you can't, you know, figure out the simplest office etiquette and you're constantly obsessed with, you know, your ex-boyfriend. It just, it, it did sort of demean the characters to me. They all spent a lot of time, it was like a high school drama, you know, a lot of time mooning over each other in a way that I thought that the story didn't really need. Uh, but that probably mooning is to Mooning over each other, that's a strange turn of phrase. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I didn't realize it was that sort of show. Um, <clears throat> it is on HBO. Yeah, well, it would be on There was HBO. a low level of nudity for an HBO show, right? Not much TNA on the newsroom. None at all, as far as I can recall. Right? Did we see anything? I don't Not even so. a nip slip, nothing. I'm surprised. Normally, yeah. they just go back and randomly insert those, even from <laughs> other series. Naked people walking in the background. <laughs> well, if you've ever seen Game of Thrones, you'll know that's definitely true. What just are those naked, naked people, people even doing there? <laughs> <In> the <gr> <laughs> It would have been great in the background of the, of the Christmas party or something. Just five naked people walking around. So, yeah, I haven't been watching a ton, but that is what I have been watching. Well, uh, coincidentally, that yeah. is uh, your viewing habits have been reflected widely across the viewing platform. On average, um, TV is tanking, tanking it. It's down across the board uh, around about 15% on uh, year on year from last year, uh, which is not a great sign for television and an interesting... Uh, just in a, you know, what that means as a as a point forward for for television, I think is interesting. The only people that have done okay is NBC. So NBC are up eleven percent 
on last year. Ironic, because they've been just consistently tanking it, consistently which was a down. classic 30 Rock joke yep. from the season opener. Yeah, ABC down 19%, Fox down 24%, CBS down 25%. Well, ABC, let's think about this. ABC hasn't had a lot. They've had a lot of returning shows, right? right? Which tend to lose, people lose interest over time. Well, I mean, that's it's just, that's the interesting is that thing. Is that, well, they're returning shows. You have a look at them and they're consistently down right across the board. I mean, you look at even strong shows like Grey's Anatomy, those sorts of things are down 20% on what they were last year. And this is including DVR watching. So this is you know, three days. Yep. So it's not like people aren't watching live. People aren't watching full aren't stop. Watching. Or they're want, not watching soon. But like, look at me, for example. I intend to watch Nashville. I haven't watched any yet. There's yep. been, what, two? It well, took me three weeks to catch up with Vegas. Well, if when you finally get around to watching it, it's gone. You only it's have yourself fault. to blame. Yeah. I just wanted to be clear about that. I wish that. I were a Nielsen family. I could finally have some pa- some influence. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. You haven't realized how few Nielsen boxes there actually are. Really? To get. It's ridiculous. But they still factor into this next, right? Oh, no, I mean, that's, that's where the numbers come from. But They're this, absurd. But this is, I mean, uh, I have to check what, are the, these what, what the exact numbers here in the U.S. are. But in, uh, in Australia, a population of 24 million people, representative sample, 1,000 houses. Ridiculous. And that's because the statisticians they... verify that anything over 1,000 is a, is a you know, qualifying sample. That's, that's there, is, is that it doesn't change a lot once you get over that sample. But and do they make an effort to make them sort of racially diverse? Yes, geographically so they, diverse. They do all of those sorts of things okay. in terms of. Um, but again, socioeconomically diverse. Yes, particularly uh, because then uh, because that's one of the things that advertisers want to know is are my are the people who are watching in my age range and are they grocery buyers? Right. Because if they're not, then I don't care about them. So what's the knock-on effect of this? I mean, everybody's down, so does it still become whoever's the most watched, even if the denominator is lower, are the ones who get the money? So what this means is that if that continues in terms of a, in terms of a roll-off, the capacity of the networks to be able to charge at the same rate to the advertisers that they are, those things diminish, which means their revenue streams diminish, which means that the amount that they're spending on programs has to diminish. Uh, or their profits diminish, which is not something, you know, all being publicly listed companies is not something that they're going to let happen. It is a conundrum because, uh, you know, I think they're struggling to figure out how much of this is is piracy, how much of this is just people don't give a rip about television anymore because they've decided to go out and get some form of a life. It's really it, a lot nah. of those, you know, it doesn't sound very likely, does it? Yep. Nope. Um, but, you know, it's it's just an interesting... Or is it because they've gone to cable? They're watching more cable? Maybe. I mean, I, I think the numbers across the board are down. I so, for the, cable too? Yeah. I mean, in, internet is creating a, a, a very interesting challenge moving forward. But uh, NBC, the Peacock, is doing fairly well. It's doing well. fairly well, which is amazing. Our pet project, Revolution, is still looking pretty good. I'm still enjoying it. Yes, it is actually doing pretty well, ratings-wise as well. I mean, this is one of the reasons probably why NBC is up a little bit, you know, is up sort of 10 or 11% on what it was last year, because its ratings last year were pretty crappy, uh, and its shows were, were oh. not doing particularly well. So, you know, it's not hard to move up from the bottom of the hole. Right. Uh, so it's all re- their success is relative. Yes, exactly right. But I agree. I think Revolution uh, has, uh, has got some legs to, to go on that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, interesting, uh, well, I mean, we've had a few axings already. Yeah, the first cancellation, to no one's surprise, was made in New Jersey. Yeah. And we sort of asked ourselves who was actually going to watch it. As it turns out, no not one. really anyone. Yeah. The second was a sadder one or kind of a, a mystery to me. NBC axed a show called Next Caller. Are you familiar with that? 
You might not be because it never aired. <laughs> so they pulled the plug on it before actually showing it, which has got to be some sort of weird record. Yes. This was a Dane Cook vehicle. Preempting an entire series. Yeah. Yep. So this was a Dane Cook vehicle that got pulled because they didn't like the direction it was going in, I guess, in the development process. Yeah. They had to have had, I mean, obviously they had a pilot. If they were going live soon, they were filming. So they had to be a few in. Yeah. And they must have not liked what they saw and pulled it. Uh, I think, you know, who are, where are the big bets for what's up next? Uh, the mob doctor is going nowhere. Yeah. So that, I think, would be soon on the chopping That's block. That's going to be on Death Watch. Uh, the other one that sadly got canceled and I, my brain let it go was Animal Practice, which I was rooting for because of many reasons, because I love Justin Kirk. Uh, and it had really some funny moments, but partially because of my great affection and, and fangirl fav- favor for uh, Annie's, Annie's Boobs. Annie's Boobs, the monkey. Yeah, Crystal the Monkey, a.k.a. Annie's Boobs from Community, <laughs> was Dr. Rizzo. <laughs> yes. Who was allegedly a, ve- a, ve- a veterinarian. Uh, Dr. Rizzo did rounds for sure, at least in the pilot. Yep. So yeah, she, she was the comic relief, the hardest working monkey in show business. Yeah, but that monkey works, right? So she's already yeah, got another works. series lined she's up, no doubt. Got a few things in development. A bit of Shakespeare, <laughs> probably. Because I believe she does prefer doing stuff on stage rather than television, <laughs> which she finds a little it's a, demeaning. It's a, it's a truer medium. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She likes to, the crowd work. <laughs> the craft. It's really, she's all, <laughs> yeah, about, she's the craft. all about the craft. <laughs> so I will miss that show. It really did have its funny, funny moments. If you ever catch up with it, watch an episode called uh, Dr. Yama Amazing, which is when Dr. Yamamoto, who's some of the comic relief on that, uh, ends up saving Mayor Bloomberg's dog yep. and gets a big ego over it. And it's it's got some great work from Annie's boobs. So I hope they'll show those. I hope they'll burn them out on like a Friday night or something, so we get to see the rest of what was filmed. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, it wasn't a great show. I can't. I can't defend it that way. It was more of a guilty pleasure. It was just silly fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing. Partners has got to be on Death Watch, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were wrong, and people seem to be watching the neighbors, and I file that under why. Yeah. Why? They're watching that. They're watching the new normal. Uh, and they're actually a little bit watching Guys with Kids, although it's not doing well. And that was another dire show. Yeah, it hasn't been doing well. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not that that manages to make it through the <clears throat> through the night, so to speak. Sadly, we're not hearing great things about uh, Last Resort, which we're liking. which started very weakly, but it's up 2.4 million than it was than it was the week before this oh, most good. recent week. So, so it could and, have some. Yeah. So if it, I mean, if it continues to trend upwards. And it came second in the night, so I mean that's and a, that's a tough night. Yeah, it is a tough night. Eight o'clock on Thursdays. Yeah, so that's it's on ABC, and it's in a weird, it's in a weird mix. So you've got you've got that, and then you have Grey's Anatomy, and then you have Scandal. Yep. So it's a bit of a mismatch. It's not like a dude night. It's kind of a lady yep. night. And Grey's, you've been enjoying the new season, even though it's not been rating as well as it was last year. I am still enjoying the new season. I particularly like the second episode, and I thought last week was sort of a, a you know, it, it's a strong season so far. It's good. On a related note, uh, the sister show, the one that sprung from the loins of Grey's Anatomy, so to speak. Mm, that's a terrible loins seems press. appropriate for Grey's Anatomy, yeah, really. In every sense of the word. So um, private practice is officially canceled. Uh, so the, there was an idea with it came back this season with 13. And, you know, depending, they could have potentially extended it. Yep. Uh, I think Shonda is billing it like it's a, you know, a renaissance in the show writing. They're really changing up, which was just for Shonda, like killing some more people, which they did. Tim Daly, bye-bye, at the beginning of the season. So um, that is officially canceled, so they'll wrap it up, uh, and that'll be done. And that probably is not bad news. I think that show ran out of room to grow a while ago. Yeah. They basically, like, let Addison sleep with everybody, 
and then couldn't figure out what to do with it, wrote people off, wrote people in. It just didn't, I don't think it really worked much at all. I mean, it was a point where a very major character died and, and no one really cared. And that happened a couple times. So, you know, you know, if you're not engaged in that way, it's not working. And they probably made a mistake in, in moving it away from Grey's Anatomy. That probably would have held it a little tighter. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, they moved it to Tuesday. And I think that also didn't do it any favors. So I haven't really been watching it. I watch it sporadically, but it's not a great show. It's and a it has nothing been. show. Yeah. I mean, really, it's a nothing show. It's Scandal's not, not a bad show, though. It's the other Shonda. Yeah, it is. It's a darker show. It's a more adult show. Um, you know, and like Last Resort, it deals with much more nuance of character, which is always a tricky business. It is uh, on network television, as yeah. you alluded to. Yeah. So I, anyway, I'm into that. Anything else on your on your watching, on your viewing? No, I think that's about it right now, TV-wise. Have you been seeing any movies of lately? I have not. I have had Coriolanus sitting on the sitting on my table for about a month. You know, me and my Shakespeare. Still nothing. Still nothing. Uh, I haven't made it. I've looked at movie times, but uh, Argo is definitely my next stop on the to do list. Yes. What about you? Very nice. That's on your list. But you have been to the movies. I have been to the movies. I've seen, uh, as is usually my want, one adult flick, flick, one child flick, depending on how you like to look at it. <coughs> Define <I'm>, adult. <laughs> well, not not an adult movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, I went and saw uh, Hotel Transylvania, which is um, an animated film uh, done by uh, Adam Sandler, does the voice, along with all oh, his dear. friends. Um, and, you know, it's... Fart jokes ensue. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about... Transylvania the, you know, fart jokes. Right, it's done really well at the box office. It's not terrible. Uh, it's, you know, it's... That is a ringing endorsement. It's not terrible. Well, Speaking of terrible, by the way, I finally quit Copper. I cleared it off my TV. Couldn't stand it. I actually hated it. Yeah. But I sort of was hate-watching it, like, but it, not in a fun kind of hate-watch, not in a good, <laughs> like, in an actual, I hate everything about this show, and I just want to see what happens. Flagellation. Yeah. Gonna, and like, why am I doing this to myself? Done. Don't care. So, Hotel it's Transylvania. Funny. Look, uh... Not much to say about it, really, uh, except for the fact that I actually quite enjoyed the movie. Did the children like it? How, Laura loved it. She thought, okay. it was, she thought it was fantastic, thought it was very funny. Um, not too scary. Not too scary. And um, the thing, it's funny the things that put you off about movies. The girl who's the sort of the basic thing is around a, a love interest between Dracula's daughter and an actual human who comes to stay at Hotel Transylvania, which is a holiday resort for monsters. Nice. So no humans ever go there, except for this one guy who wanders through. However, the Dracula's daughter is played by Selena Gomez, whom I can't stand. Oh. And uh, it's not really any fault of her own, I don't think. I just find her voice Even in an annoying. animated character, she's it. As soon as I heard the voice, I'm like, oh, this is really going to ruin this movie for me. But, you know, I look, for what it is, you know, maybe it's a 6 out of 10... Um, okay, that is not a bad rating. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it held up okay. I, you know, some of those movies I want to go out and shoot myself or drown my head in a bucket of popcorn before I'm done. But worst kids movie you've seen in recent years? <sighs> oh, any one of the Chipmunks movies? Yeah, yeah, those sound terrible. Uh, I think it was a friend of ours or Deb Bruce Jason who, re- Lee in who, those. who recently commented on the fact that she thought that Chipmunks, Alvin and Chipmunks was, the, was the seventh circle of hell or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And I think she's not far wrong. Um, Chipwrecked. Yeah. They are, I mean, they're the three horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> they're bringing in... They're, Alvin, Simon and Theodore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Re- bringing in the end of our world as we know it. Uh, so, yeah. That was the uh, But the other Jersey movie that Shore. I went to see, which I uh, was very excited to go and see, in fact, I've seen it twice, which never happens, but I did go and see it twice, was Pitch Perfect, which I absolutely adored. 
Uh, and his breasts to... are coming in really nice, Tim. <laughs> it's, it's Tim's viewing is very female skewed. Well, I, I think you're outnumbered. Well, for a start, uh, I have a family with four women in it and a dog with no testicles. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm working hampered here yeah. for, for a start. And, but for a second, uh, it's actually really funny. So I, I will, we've talked about this a little bit. This has got a writer who was a show writer for 30 Rock. For 30 Rock, yeah. Which you don't watch and should, but is a very funny show. So oh. you've got some good, you know, clever sensibilities. Bring, bring, it's based on a book about the, the sort of circuit, the competitive circuit for acapella and colleges. For acapella colleges. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a fairly straightforward premise in terms of, you know, there's no rocket science going on there in terms of the overall, you know, arc of the story. But it's very funny. It's really well acted. The lines are delivered by a really great ensemble of people. Um, I mean, look, it's a it it's light comedy. Let's right. let's be honest. It's not it's not life changing. It's not deep and meaningful. It's not any of those things. But but in its genre, it's just re- I found it really really funny. In the same you know in a similar vein to you know sort of bring it on in that kind of thing. But I think this personally, I thought this was funnier than bring it on was. Even, you know, uh, even without Sparky Velastri. The shame uh, we love Sparky Foster. The um, so, uh, but I mean, there's just it's it's really very very funny, and I have to say, the Australian girl who features in it, whose name is, crap, what is, is her it name? Rumor, isn't it Rumor? No, it's even stupider than that. I have to know what that name is. That's going to frustrate me. Oh, I knew it this morning because I just heard somebody talking about her, and she was in Bridesmaids, and she was in Bachelorette. Can you look up for me? Because yes. I don't this thing will stop if I do that. It's a really strange name. I want to call her Rumor Willis, but I know it's not. Oh, yes. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. There you go. Rumor Willis, Rebel Wilson. It's close. <laughs> it's so close. Yeah, so the uh, Australian uh, who features in this is a girl by the name of Rebel Wilson who is... A scene stealer in everything she's in. In everything she is. She in. was um, the the roommate of, um, God, now we're, we're all like just, it's all coming apart. <laughs> in Bridesmaids, yep. she was the roommate, the, ma- the main character's roommate. Yes. She's hilarious. And I mean, throughout this entire film, she's just, you know, like she literally steals the scenes. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, good other lines in there. Uh, you know, I set fires to feel joy. I thought you would appreciate that. <laughs> nice. uh, um... But Kristen Wiig, she was Kristen Wiig. There you go. Ugh. But you know, just really funny. In this genre, I give it like an eight and a half. Really? In this, I mean, genre specific. I mean, who's it like the top of you know? Who's the pinnacle in the genre? That's a good question. I don't know. I have to go away and think about that. Yeah, that's a. That's a my, I don't have enough brain cells to, to, uh, to do that. But um. But bring it on would be up there for sure. Yeah. But, you know, great fare, great, well worth so a watch. So you highly recommend it? I, I do highly recommend it. In the theatre? Uh, yeah. Well, look. Yeah. Does it lose anything by being on the small screen? No. No. It's is not it like worth, seeing, is it, like, Skyfall at home. Right. Is it worth seeing now rather than having to wait for it later? Yes. Okay. Um, so a, a strong endorsement. My eldest daughter's just gone to see it tonight for the third time. Wow. So. Three times? That's commitment. Well, that's a lot of money, too, in yeah, New York. That was, you know, that part of that was, was around scheduling. You see, okay. you know, she promised her best friend that she'd go and see it with her, but she'd ended up seeing it with me while we were away, and then we went and saw it with the family because we promised the rest of the family we would go and Good see it. Good Lord. I know, it's very convoluted. It's very convoluted. Nevertheless, 
I thoroughly recommend it. So that's on my list, but... And then on the other side of the spectrum on my list is The Master, which I will catch up with and we'll talk about in a later episode. I hope to see that soon in the theater. Um, What else is coming up? So Argo, we've talked a little bit about. So Argo is written by Ben Affleck based on a true story. This is a a real... Written and directed by Ben Affleck. Written and directed. And starring. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Is he a triple threat? I'm not sure. Look, I I think that um, people are certainly tilting him at being at least a double threat. Yeah. I think he's acting. I Agreed. think people are sort of finding it a bit one-dimensional and a bit, you know, he's Ben Affleck all the time. But did we mention that Brian Cranston is also in Argo? We did not. John Goodman. Alan Arkin. He's got a good Lots one. of good white guys that we like. White, yep. white character actors that we like. He yep. employed a whole host of them in this. So this is basically, uh, is it in Iran? Yes. Where there was a, so a kid, based on, again, based on a true story, one of those things that was declassified during the Clinton era and is kind of, you couldn't make it up, where um, basically there are a load of hostages taken and some of them escape and are at an embassy. They're at the Canadian ambassador's house, I believe. I think so, yeah. So, you know, cautionary. There are Canadians. (laughs) There are Canadians. Viewing advisory. Yeah. There may be a sympathetic portrayal given of a Canadian. <laughs> the following film contains Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> no Canadian was harmed in the making of this film. I uh, don't watch How I Met Your Mother, but it was on at the gym. I so it was like on the monitor that I was working out on, and they were showing. They liked it. I've heard I would like it because they mock Canadians relentlessly on that yeah. show. So the, it was the episode where they find out that Kobe Smulders was. Something sparkle. She was a Canadian pop star, and they showed this video of her, and she's like, "Oh no, we only got the '80s fashion in the '90s in Canada." It's a good line. <coughs> anyway, so the idea with this is that the CIA's best bad idea, which is shown a lot in the trailers, is to fake a science fiction film, to go to Ron to film because it has you know kind of spacey landscape, and to smuggle out those people as part of the film crew. Yes. And you know, there's probably it's probably not a spoiler to say it's unlikely that the movie had been made if they'd all been killed. <laughs> so it ends well for our heroes. Yes. Um, apparently a little differently than it does in the movie. Some of the tension that is put in the movie, not surprisingly, didn't for exist. For artistic in the- purposes. Yes. So, but it looks really great. It's getting some Oscar buzz. Yeah, and some rave reviews generally around the around the traps. So that's <clears> definitely <throat> a high priority. So we'll see that and let you know what we think of it. Yep. What else is on your viewing docket for October? Well, we've got Cloud Atlas. Yes. Is this on your viewing docket, <clears throat> docket or mine? I will see it. Visually, right? For you, this yeah. is a biggie. Yeah. I will see it. Describe it in under 30 seconds for me, would you, dear? <laughs> well, I'll, hang on a sec. Uh, we'll, we'll just play a quick clip from it, which will make no sense to anybody. And then we'll come back and you can give me a pricey of your, your understanding of the film in under 30 seconds. Our lives and our choices each encounter... Louisa Ray, Spyglass Magazine. Right. Suggests a new potential direction. That's it. The music from my dream. I call it the Cloud Atlas Sextet. They're a whole movement I wrote imagining us. Meeting again and again in different lives, in different ages. What, what are you doing in here? We cross and recross our old tracks like figure skaters. The love of my life, what had happened to her? Yesterday, I believed I would never have done what I did today. I feel like something important has happened to me. 
Is this possible? I just met her, and yet I have fallen in love with Louisa Ray. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, no. <laughs> okay. G- give it to me in, in under thirty. It is about interconnectivity. Wow. Done. You should, you should be in sales and marketing. That's the biggest load of horse hockey I've ever had. <laughs> so it is. What it features is a, a pretty um, extraordinary cast. So you've got Tom Hanks, you've got Halle Berry, you've got Jim Broadbent, Ben Wishlaw. Well, Susan Sarandon. Who else did I see in it? Do we still count Halle Berry amongst the extraordinary cast? I think many people would count her breasts still as extraordinary. I know they've got rave reviews from Swordfish, right? Right. I could take them or leave them. Really? Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I was in a room with people that made me wind that back several times. She's no Annie's boobs. Let's be honest. Annie's boobs. Oh, Annie's boobs. And to start the violin playing any minute. Uh, Community, we got pushed back to. It's like add insult to injury. You fire the showrunner, who is the genius behind the show. They're going to show the show on. They're going to show the series on October nineteenth. It's going to start up. They move it to Friday, so they tank it, you know, throw it to Fridays, get new showrunners, and then they bump it from Fridays, which they're trying to make like a good thing. Like they might kill something else on Thursdays and put it back on in its original night. But maybe in January. So the cast did a great clip that we might show here yep. for you if you're lucky about it, whenever it comes on, it will be October 19th. But even though the powers that be agreed to put the premiere on October 19th, they couldn't decide where to put October 19th. Should it be in the fall? Should it be in the spring? Why not put October 19th on the 19th of October? That would be logical, Britta, but wrong. You see, they explained to us that October 19th isn't just a date, it's a state of mind. At first, we were like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But then we were like, Wait a minute. They explained to us that October 19th is a feeling within us all. Whenever a kitten tries to crawl into a cardboard box on YouTube. That's October 19th. Mm-hmm. Whenever a stranger reaches out his hand to another stranger and says, hello, brother. Oh, that's October 19th? Yep. And when this great nation of ours celebrates its independence on the 4th of July. That's October 19th. Annie. What? I'm a longtime viewer, sometime co-host. So yeah, well, we may not know when we're going to air exactly on the calendar. Rest assured, when we do, it'll be October 19th. In here. So remember, while this move seems illogical, just trust us that the minds behind this shift know exactly what they're doing. Guys, Annie's boobs wanted her own show, and I said yes! So from all of us to all of you, Happy October 19th! (laughs) So yeah, um, any insult to injury for my beloved community. Uh, So Cloud Atlas, so it it features, this is uh, produced and directed and written? Is it written? No, it's written by David Mitchell. It's based on his novel that was incredibly well-reviewed and a little obtuse, maybe. Different characters across different times. uh, times. Uh, So moving through space and time with the same actors, playing different people in different races, all this, but all sort of interconnected. So this is very esoteric. By the Wachowski siblings. Siblings, right? No longer the brothers. No longer the brothers. Larry's Lana, right? Yes. Is it Larry's Lana? <coughs> yeah, and uh, the guy who was behind Run Lola Run, which was a genius movie. Yeah, he's the director, correct? Yeah. So this, I mean, the, the trailer is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It yeah. looks incredible. I don't know if this fantastic. is going to be... It's completely meaningless, but it looks fantastic. But it's pretty. Oh, my God. It's high on the Fassbender scale. It's meaningless, <laughs> but attractive. German and esoteric, <laughs> like Fassbender. <laughs> Yeah. No, it is one of those things that I think... Uh, well, I think you should see it in the cinema. We, I think you're absolutely right. I think 
whenever people can't make a trailer or something that makes sense to me, I, I'm always concerned if, if, if you can't find people to actually... I don't mean you have to dumb it down to its right. dumbest ingredient. I just mean if you can't communicate an idea to me in 90 seconds or two minutes as to what this actually means, that's probably some indication that either this is so fundamentally obscure that there's no way to do that or they just didn't know what they were doing and they've got a rambling you know, piece of film. Now, it could go either way on this. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. It could be amazing. It could be terrible. It's going to be one of those things where it's not going to be anywhere in the middle. Yeah. I mean, this could be this year's Tree of Life, which I liked, critics liked, and nobody really saw. God, I hated that movie. Really? Yeah, sorry. I hate, cried hate, a little bit. Hate, hate, cried hate. a little bit. <laughs> of course you did. Uh-huh. Thought it was beautiful. Ugh. I mean, very non-linear narrative, non-narrative in many senses, yep. but beautiful. Terrence Malick. Yep. Say, I love his work. Next time you see him, can you smack him for me? <laughs> You I'm sorry, him, that was from Tim. Yeah, you can give him a hug afterwards and say yeah. it's from you, but I'm just... <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I will see this. I think this will be an interesting movie, and I think visually it's going to be spectacular. So I am interested to see it, uh, so that's on my list. The novel has been sitting on my Kindle, and it was the one thing I've been reading where someone was like, what is that? Reading it over my shoulder, because it's kind of bizarre. So it could be interesting, and it just may be too complex to kind of explain. Uh, these kind of sweeping things are hard to. Yeah. Epic pictures. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about like the, um, the Lord of the Rings. It was very much like sweeping vistas battle scenes you know they don't really tell you a lot of the story but they kind of convey something through it i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and i'm interested in this one you want to like it let's be honest i do want to like it yeah i want to like the wachowski brothers have been a bit of a mixed bag for mine in terms of what else so the matrix the the, matrices the matrices uh which they finally settled out of court over last year for the uh well warner brothers actually settled on their behalf so what did they steal and from whom? Uh, there was a lady whose name eludes me right now who wrote a script uh, that she submitted to uh, the Wachowski brothers in some form of a competition or something like that. I oh, think. so they actually saw it. Like, yes. It wasn't just one of those things in the zeitgeist like vampires or zombies. No. And so it was that. In fact, I think there might have been two or three movies that she submitted stuff for that ended up in films that was un cannily uh so she got hosed three times yeah and right. so she ended up actually yeah she ended up going to court and uh, and winning in her favor and getting a, a substantial amount of money from warner brothers as a direct result uh not which, as much as she could have if she'd made the movie probably but really? still a still a, a fair whack of money enough to have baths and money yes sweet yes she's not jk rowling rich but still she's doing okay yeah meanwhile jk rowling's new novel not doing so well is it not? The casual vacancy. Nope. People, the, the reviews have not been great and the sales have not been great. I'm sure she consoles herself by taking baths and cash. <laughs> Giant baths and money in her <laughs> complex, in her compound. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, yeah, she's laughing all the way to the bank. So you're iffy on Cloud Atlas, but I'm definitely going to see it. We'll let you know what we think. Let us know what you think if you see it. Yep. What else is on the docket for you, sir? Well, we've got Wreck-It Ralph coming soon, which I know is in my genre, not yours, obviously. No, but it's kind of... Animated children's movie. Right. However, it It does... It has that 80s, 90s, that kind of nostalgia bit. It does. So it's a throwback to all the games of the late 80s. My name's Wreck-It Ralph. 30 years I've been doing this. Ah! starts to feel hard to love your job when no one else seems to like you for doing it. it 
being nice, being the good guy. Nice share, Ralph. As fellow bad guys, we've all felt what you're feeling. I'm Zangief, I'm bad guy. Oh, I'm Zangief. Ralph, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. Zombie, bad guy. Hi, I zombie. Hi, zombie. Zangief's saying labels not make you happy. Good, bad. You must love you. I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. Basic premise of which is one of the lead characters of this game called Wreck It Ralph, whose job is to destroy the building. I'm gonna wreck it. I'm gonna wreck it. Decides after voiced by John C. Riley. Yep. Decides after 30 years that he does not want to be the bad guy anymore. He wants uh, to change his life. Yep. And so uh, there's a fantastic scene of him sitting around in group therapy, <laughs> where one of the, one is of that the... a Toy Story ripoff? Kind of, right? Didn't Toy Story have the? A little bit. And in fact, I think. Um, Tim Allen voices one of the one of the voices I'm pretty sure in there as well. It's like just because you're a bad guy doesn't make you a bad guy. <laughs> um, <coughs> so uh, it looks the, the trailers and everything that, that we've seen for it, I think look really good, mm-hmm. look really promising. Of uh, you know sort of of the slew of animated films that have come out across the last twelve months, it, I think it looks probably the most promising of the ones that I've seen. So Hubert's in it. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. <laughs> which yeah. is awesome. Um, those of you who've been crying out for the Qbert to to be on the big screen, yeah, this is your time. And what's his name from Thirty Rock? Uh, he plays Kenneth the Page, yes, and I cannot think of his real name. That's terrible. <laughs> it's it's a compliment if you're that good of a character, honestly, that I can't think of your actual name. But we will tell yeah, you because you're a vault with these things. You know, you're just supposed to say it. And, and Sarah out. Silverman is the girl, so the love, so the love interest in it. Uh, what is it, Kenneth the Page? There's a great line where Alec Baldwin says, "In like in three years' time, we'll either Jack McBrayer will either all um, work for him or die by his hand." Because <laughs> Alec Baldwin's character can't figure him out because he's kind of a lovable idiot. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's so many good episodes about that. Uh, Adam uh, Jane Lynch is in it. Adam yep. Carolla. So a lot of comedians, uh, a lot of good people. Mindy Kaling is a voice in it. Uh, so I think it's worth checking out. Yep. That's definitely out. And I think it, it could have that crossover value. I think it will do well, hopefully. And, and it should be this kind of thing like a Toy Story where it's pitched enough that kids can enjoy it and laugh at it without getting the extra layer that the adults yep. are going to get. Yeah, I agree. And those are always the best ones as far as I'm concerned. Where, where, everybody where you don't want to kill yourself. Walks away with something funny and... Uh... You don't have to explain too many things to your children about inappropriate things. It's not on the Teletubby spectrum. Oh, my God. What's the other one? Barney. Barney and Teletubbies. Yeah. Yo Gabba Gabba. Are you familiar with that at all? I I know that it is a thing that exists, and that is about it. It's living proof that it's okay to make television on acid. (laughs) That's all I can say. Uh, Space Ghost also. File also. Space Ghost under that. (laughs) Very there was true. an episode where all he does is swim to psychedelic music. <laughs> and they were, I woke my family up laughing when I saw that because I just couldn't believe it. was the middle of the night, of course. There's like a, it was Christmas break. I'm watching a marathon of Space Ghost at <laughs> 2 in the morning in Anderson, Indiana. Wake my mother up laughing because I couldn't believe the episode. And it was just, honestly, it's like 15 minutes of just swimming. <laughs> I kept waiting for a story to break. Nope, nothing. No, nothing. Space Ghost, also a PS Wonderful show. There it is. All right, what so else what, else, your, is, what yeah. else are you flagging to see? Uh, I'm a little curious about Flight, which yep. is a Denzel vehicle. So what this is, is... Um, oh, I can't remember. Do you remember the director? Is it Zemeckis? I don't know. Uh, so this is the story. Picture it if uh, Sully Solenberger, uh, you know, if Sully the pilot did an epic landing of a plane, a miraculous landing like the Miracle on the Hudson. Yep. But then in the uh, investigation that followed, it is found that he had alcohol in his system. Yes. 
Uh, and so then it sort of takes a dark turn. So I'm interested in this because Denzel Washington is pretty much fantastic at whatever it is that he does. Agreed. Uh, you know, this is not Denzel kicking ass. This is Denzel being uh, Oscar bid, right? Yep. Moody, troubled. Uh, this is, yeah, it's it's Bob Zemeckis. Uh, John Goodman's also in it. The wonderful Don Cheadle, Melissa Leo. So it has a good cast. Uh, I don't know it's how people feel about this Bob story. Zemeckis? It's not really in his pocket necessarily. Fresh off of the Polar Express. Yeah, well, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Beowulf, which, who watched that? Anybody? Did you watch Beowulf? No, weird animated. Yeah, yeah. odd. I read the book, though. Yeah. <laughs> for school, yeah. minus 14. Yeah. I think I'm the only one who did it. It actually got decent after page 100. <laughs> it really started to hit its straps around page 3005. <laughs> Yeah, it was not that. It's misunderstood, Beowulf, I think. Uh, so, fly, I, don't know, I don't know how this is going to do because I think it's a tough subject for people. Yeah. Right? We've had a lot of real disasters, and so I just don't know if people want to go there, like the, the kind of dark side of something like this, but it's certainly going to be... Is it still too soon? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Maybe. You think it's always going to be too soon? Maybe, right? I mean, I think, again, like we talk about this with TV, good performances can elevate subject matter or, you know, transform subject matter. Yeah. I don't know. Bob Zemeckis really isn't, yeah, not maybe not in his wheelhouse, this kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but it does look intriguing. The pilot looks interesting. It just, again, it, to me, it's like, it's one of the things where there's too much nuance and character to say this, that it, maybe it won't find an audience. Yeah. Okay. What about Lincoln? Are you across that at all? I am interested in this because I think, uh, you know, this is a Spielberg movie. This is coming out in early November. Uh, yeah. It's, you know. Daniel Day-Lewis? Method, so he probably was Abe Lincoln. Yep. He was honest Abe for you know made someone three shoot him tiresome the years. Just to make sure that he was really feeling it. There was a little allusion to that in um, in Copper. So they were meeting the brother, the you know the family of brothers, the one of whom shot him. Yeah, I, I am distantly related to Mary Todd Lincoln. Yes, the crazy one. Really? So you know I should probably get some sort of residuals for this, maybe. Should or at I least a discount on... at the box office. Yeah, I should milk that. So I, you know, I haven't been that into the last few Spielberg movies, yep. but I'm interested in this. And Tony Kushner, who is amazing, is the screenwriter for this, and so that that does a lot, I think, for it. So this is based on a. I think it was a Doris, uh, what's her name, Doris Kearns Goodwin, is that her name? Uh, she's written a lot of biographies about... Uh, about. Uh, <coughs> Whenever I hear a triple-decker name like that, it always you just fall asleep. Florence Joyner Kearney or whatever. Doris Kearns Goodwin. Thank you. Uh, so she's a historian. She's done a lot of, port, uh, a lot of books on past presidents. Uh, and so it's... I, th I believe that it's based on that on her book Team of Rivals I believe but I could be wrong about that so you can uh, shame, feel free to shame me publicly somehow on that but th I think this is interesting it's got a great cast um, I think it's going to be good again I don't know Americans really don't like real life stories that much do we? yeah that's a good question isn't it? I mean w nobody else is interested in them that's the problem is like, does the rest of the world care but about Lincoln Abraham Lincoln? But Lincoln is particularly important, right? Lincoln has, has crossover appeal, uh, you know, because of the Civil War, because of sla the abolition of slavery, right? He he is more culturally significant than, for example, Taft. Look, agreed. <laughs> Although I can't wait till they break out a movie <laughs> on Taft. But at the same time, he's an, you know, he's an American president. Uh, I can't see the overseas box office for this being very strong. So if it's going to do well... It's going to do really well here, I would imagine, uh, rather than overseas, which is a problem given the way the box office yeah. works these days. Uh, and, and, and this is Oscar bait, uh, too. Uh, yeah, 
and budgeted guaranteed nominee for best actor yeah it's not a 200 million dollar picture yeah you know so will you see it in the theater probably not probably not I'm not sure if I will either. It depends on how good I hear it is. Yeah. I, I am interested in the story. Look, I'd like I'm a, to know I'm a Spielberg that. fan, uh, you know, and I've been interested. You know, I've liked the last few things I've seen of his come out. You what know, has he done sh- recently? Look, Apart uh, from Tara Snooze. Tara Snooze. I think the last thing I saw of his was uh, War Horse. Okay. Which I actually really liked. Right. Uh, and then probably Super 8 before that. So, yeah, but that was producer. But still. Yeah, sure. okay. So I will catch up with this at some point, whether I did it in theater or not. We'll see. Uh, what else? Uh, Ooh, guess what comes out that day? I bet you'll see. Skyfall? Yep. I'll so be going to see Skyfall. It's gone. You both know what's at stake here. There isn't much road left. Take the bloody shot. 007 reporting for duty. Where the hell have you been? Enjoying death. I only have one question. Why not stay dead? There's no shame in saying you've lost a step. That is a movie theater movie, right? Yeah. Daniel Craig is back as Bond. And in my view, probably the best Bond ever. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> I know, Sean Roger Moore is rolling over to his grave. No. That guy's not even dead yet. Roger Moore... In, in I his, liked those camp. Those are the Bond, and that and Sean Connery are the Bonds I grew up with. Roger Moore, in his recent biography, nominated Daniel Craig as the best James Bond ever. Well, he's just a gracious man. Maybe that was just his way of pissing off Sean so, Connery. So good, Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only other thing I could think of. I mean, in most people's minds, Sean Connery will always be the sort of yeah. definitive Bond, but for somebody to take a role like that that's been so well defined, probably twice. Yeah. Uh, and just make that entire thing your own. And make him like street fighting Bond, like tough. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how this one goes. I mean, I'm really excited for it. Uh, Casino Royale, probably my favorite Bond movie ever. Again. His first Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, again. The second Casino Royale and his um, first. And, uh, but interestingly enough, they didn't come back with the same director, Peter Campbell. Um, yeah, Sam Mendes. So it could be already. Sam Mendes for uh, this who one. Who I love. Uh, some things are a mystery to me, right? You have somebody who directs Casino Royale who completely sort of reinvents the genre and and rebursts the whole yeah. thing. And who and did the second? Did you do the second? No. Was it Quantum of Solace? Quantum of Solace was directed by somebody else yet again. And now we're off to Sam Mendes. And I really, I don't know whether that was just, whether the whether Mr. Campbell opted out of it. I can't imagine he would have, given that it's sort of right in his wheelhouse, unless he had another film he was doing at the same time. I don't know. But um, it's just fascinating to me to see how these things work. I mean, look, the Bond things are a machine. They mm-hmm. are, I mean, it's a $200 million movie. Um, you were already seeing. All are they going to make that? How fast are they make that back? Well, I mean, I'm and well, this this will premiere probably in the UK at the same time, right? They'll probably do it. A... Ironically, at least half of that is already paid for in uh, commercial arrangements. Some Bond's car, the yeah. Bond watch, all those sort of things. I mean, it's interesting. Daniel Craig commented like on the Bond on, swim on, trunks. Oh, yeah. on... <laughs> From which movie? Casino Royale, I think. Yep. My friend's father was like, I did. I just didn't like all that swimming around. I'm like, I was okay with it. <laughs> bond, budgie smuggler, bond. <laughs> um, the uh, you know he was uh, Daniel Craig was commenting and I was like, look, if we could make a movie like this, uh, 
without commercial sponsorship, we would do it. But the fact of the matter is, we just can't afford to do it, and these movies would not get made without it. So you just, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, for somebody who obviously likes the sort of art of acting and all those sorts of things, it's obviously a bit of a double-edged sword as far as he's concerned. But um, oh, I'm I'm really excited. The trailers look amazing. Um, double-edged gold-plated sword. Oh, gold-plated sword. <laughs> Platinum. So uh, yeah, you'll be going. Will you be lining up to see it? I will be. I will probably wait a week or so, let it die down a little bit, and not be overcrowded. Let it roll off. Just yeah. Action. But yes, I'm all over that one. That's going to be a big one for me. Yeah, I agree entirely. That's really the big. Those are the biggies for us in the beginning of um, of November. You know, we're just about around the corner from the last. Thankfully, Twilight series. Yes, we are. So I think next week we probably should probably talk about the final Twilight and roll into December. Yes, exactly right. Uh, one of the one of which I'm really looking forward to seeing and talking about, which is Les Misérables. Oui. Oui, oui. But yeah, that I, is big Oscar bait. That is big Oscar And Django Unchained. I just listened to a, a lengthy Q&A from Comic-Con and interviews with the cast about that and got really, really, and watched a bunch of trailers and got really excited about that. Fantastic, because we're getting into that uh, that time of year where there's a lot of exciting movies to come out. So well, nothing says Christmas like a slavery revenge movie. That's, yeah, that's true. With the F-bomb. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, slaved over it. Uh, I think that's about all we've got time for this week. One little little tale on this one is oh, haggis tossing. Oh, haggis tossing. Friend of the show, Christine Valley, sent this little missive our way some weeks ago, but we didn't feel like this had a time factor. Is haggis traditionally... It's not really time sensitive, I don't think. Haggis tossing, no. Uh, so It's always a good time to toss it. In Bardstown, Kentucky, a place where I have actually been... Oh, uh, so I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, till I was fourteen. Okay. Town, not that far. Um, but Kentucky has the uh, inexplicably Kentucky sponsors the annual Highland Games. Scotland, Kentucky, sure. Yeah. Uh, so they have a haggis tossing contest. They don't eat it. So if you don't know what haggis is, it is sheep's gut. It's a sheep's stomach filled yeah. with crap, right? Intestine. Oats. I mean, uh, oh, oats and butter. No, you're right. Um, sheep organs, sheep you know. Sheep organs, oats and barley, amongst some other stuff, all stuffed in there. Yeah, it's not, it's not for everybody. Have I had haggis? I don't think I've had haggis. I've had blood pudding, but I've not had haggis. So, it's on the, it's on the list uh, of things that are Scottish and are crap. <laughs> um, so, this is supposed to date back to a, a Scottish legend. <laughs> But here's the thing. So it's bizarre in general that they have. So it's weird that Kentucky has Highland Highland Games. It's weird that haggis tossing is a thing. What's especially disappointing, and why I gotta call bullshit, you know, on the whole thing, <laughs> is they don't ta- toss a real haggis. It's a reasonable facsimile of a haggis. I don't know what you make that is a reasonable There's facsimile. There's no such thing as a reasonable facsimile of a haggis. Chicken guts? I don't know something. So what they just do is toss something. I just, there's no, where, where's the very, you know, where's the truth? So we refute this utterly. We don't really feel like we should have even given it time. And honestly, Christine Valley, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, I think you're, uh, you know. Just desperate for airtime. <laughs> <laughs> You're ashamed of yourself and a burden to others. Really, I mean, it's it's just uh, 
I mean, and Bartstown, Kentucky, shame on you as well. Could they not have got some real sheep and stuff their stomachs and thrown real... Right? Or is it some sort They're of do it, do occupational it right. health yes. and safety issue? Oh, please. In Kentucky, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cousins can marry. You can throw sheep guts around. Why not? I guess, but if you get... I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, completely rooting the gene pool. It's a whole other thing to be getting, you know, sheep stomach in your eye. How that can be a nasty infection. It depends on what the prizes are for these Highland games. Is it just the honor? I'd imagine. Is there cash on the table? <laughs> I'd imagine there's some form of trophy with a, an imitation haggis mounted on the top. What a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, really, it, it is an event so full of promise. And right, y- and these y- Highland games? I couldn't find much video on this, though. I, I tried to find haggis tossing video, but nothing. Yeah. So and if you look up pole tossing, which is also a, another favorite pastime, you don't come up with anything that's of any any usefulness in this regard whatsoever. Don't hit images. <laughs> <laughs> there is a good rule to live by. There's Unless been, you want to be on a watch list. There's been more than a number of conversations that I've had this week <laughs> where searching for a particular thing and hitting on images has not been advised. <laughs> Uh, I've introduced him to what the concept of manscaping, manscaping is. We'll leave it at that. Really? Well, manscaping <laughs> I can live with. <laughs> it was the other word whose name even eludes me right now. <laughs> <laughs> the word being vajazzle. <laughs> which is an unholy combination. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I can't say it. A bedazzle. <laughs> of and lady parts. And la- <laughs> the nether region. So instead of having a a uh, or Brazilian, it's it's uh, start with a blank canvas. You didn't learn that from me. Start Brazilian. With, no, that's true. No, no, no. That's that, I'm very familiar with that expression. Uh, start with a blank canvas and then use forms of diamantes and you know, what I suspect is either a staple or a hot glue gun. <laughs> In order spackle, spackle. In, in order to be able to uh, mesh tape. I don't know. I, I, it is beyond me what would possess you to want to do it in the first place. I mean, it does pay to advertise. However, I just I don't know. It's just part of the ongoing shame spiral that is being a female. Scratchy. Or yeah, just yeah, I would think so. I just. I mean, we pay people to repair off of us. Come on. That's true. I Why suppose. not now, you what, know, take things off, put things on. Yeah, what's a few vanishing diamantes between friends? Right. Well, on that good note... Work for the, uh, good work for the crystal business and the Swarovskis. <laughs> Swarovskis, I'm sure, have a line in on this. I'm sure they do. Oh, dear. Well, if we hadn't before, we've now certainly <laughs> said too much, I think. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. It's been fantastic to be with you, and we shall talk to you next week. And we're very sorry. <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.